if I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You better you bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, it is awesome to be here with you today on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7, including, like, quite literally, like the uh, the NFL playoff games coming up this weekend. You have to absolutely love it. And, of course, the Natty tonight with Michigan and Washington. Tons of literal game set. Guess not literal Game 7s, but basically Game 7s, elimination games in the world of sports coming up. Absolutely can't wait for it. Every game on this show, Game 7, including... Uh, also, the Thunder and the Wizards tonight, because I'm going to bet on that game. And when you bet on a game, it feels like Game 7. No hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. We are coming to you live today from the usual spots, odyssey.com and the app, betqlnetwork.com and the app. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. We are on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports. Shout out to them. We are on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql. Shout out to them. And heard on radio stations nationwide, including on satellite radio, Sirius 160 and XM 205. As Ken and I bring you the wagertainment, we are talking all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And do so today on this M3, a magnificent football Monday, January 8th in the year of our Lord, 2024, known in NFL circles, of course, as Black Monday, because a bunch of coaches have lost their jobs, and maybe we'll see more lose their jobs, but, you know, we're starting to take focus as to what next season will look like in the NFL a little bit. Of course, wild card rounds of the playoffs coming up this weekend. We will talk about all of it over the course of the program today. Our show can be found on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos and Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X, at Lockie Lockerson. Now, normally on Magnificent Football Mondays, we bring you one wonderful guest, the whale capper, Drew Dinsick. But given that we don't have like 19 games in the NFL to discuss today on this Magnificent Football Monday, we got more guests joining us on the show today. Also, uh, we'll break the news to everybody now that Ken and I are off tomorrow and Wednesday, so we are not doing the show together Tuesday or Wednesday. That's because we're working both Saturday and Sunday with wildcard uh, weekend shows, countdown to kickoff, Saturday 8 a.m., Sunday at 10 a.m. this week. So two-hour shows on both Saturday and Sunday, getting you set to bet and win on the NFL postseason. So a lot of the guests that we have on over the course of the week on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they'll be on, obviously, Monday, Thursday, and Friday instead. So Rob Bazola usually on Wednesdays. Rob, for instance, will be joining us on Thursdays um, throughout the the NFL postseason. So today, on this magnificent football Monday, the whale capper Drew Densick will join us as per usual. And then regular Wednesday guests pop on the show as well. Our friend Eric Eager and our buddy Will Brinson talking wildcard weekend in the NFL. And because we're off tomorrow, we will bring you all our golf coverage on the show today. Over in Dubai, our pal Jason Sobel stops by in the power hour from Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, getting you set to bet on the Dubai the Dubai Invitational, I think it's called. Anyway, Rory McIlroy's the favorite. We'll talk about it coming up later yeah, in the Power Hour with our friends. There's a PGA event, like the Sony Open in Hawaii is this week, isn't it? Isn't is that the first so full-field PGA event? Did, did I not yeah. have this right then? Because I literally looked and I saw the Dubai was the first thing on the, on the well, page. Well, Dubai's not MGM. PGA, though. So there's all these events that are like oh, international that, that happen all the time. It's just a, it's like a DP World Tour or whatever, or something that like they pay people to oh, go to. Oh, okay, the, the Sony actual, Open The PGA schedule is the Sony down. Open. 
Okay, yeah, got the it. PGA is the Sony but, Open. Yeah, there's oh, there will I feel always like... be there will always be a PGA, and there will always be like a not a something else every single week. So just uh, and and a lot, a lot of times like Rory or somebody else will play in that, and the PGA event will be something else. So yeah, they were in Hawaii last week for a century. They stay there, and more people come in, and then they play another event in Hawaii, and it's this week. So it's the first full field PGA Tour event. So sounds like these golfers have a great life. I feel like this yeah, tournament was made. This tournament was made. I feel like for you and Tyler, Ken, uh, Ludwig Aberg is one of the favorites, along with Matt Fitzpatrick and Tyrrell Hatton. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the breakdown of the Sony Open coming up. So forgive me. I literally looked at the golf page and I saw Rory McIlroy. I'm like, okay, I guess this is the event. This, this, this is the it. big one this weekend. Yeah. The, no, the man, DP, whatever. Who so that's coming up. I, I I would like to be there. It's been really yeah. cold here for a while. Uh, that's coming up, Power Hour, final hour of the show. Plus, the NFL playoffs are here. All the matchups are set for Wild Card Weekend, and you can bet your sweet bippy we're going to be breaking down all of them. P-squared, B-squared coming up for Super Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. Two games on Saturday, uh, three games on Sunday, and of course, the Eagles and the Buccaneers one week from today, Monday Night Football. We will bring you all our early thoughts, early analysis, any early bets that have been placed for Super Wild Card Weekend over the course of the program. Power Hour, Final Hour, will feature all our bets for tonight, of course, the National Championship game, Michigan and Washington. We will do that to start the Power Hour, so it's Six o'clock Eastern, all our bets, side total and props for Michigan and Washington. We'll get it out in podcast form. Then we have Jason. And then to close the show, we'll give you our bets for tonight in the NBA and the National Hockey League. We are locked and loaded here. Magnificent Football Monday. NFL regular season in the rearview mirror. Ended last night with the Bills winning the AFC East. Shout out to us over the Miami Dolphins. A really fun week 18 in the NFL. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Good, yeah, and, a, and a, a really fun game tonight. I think I'm I'm really excited about it. the national championship game. Isn't always great. It's usually pretty good, but uh, sometimes, like last year, I it's kind of like all right, Georgia TCU. Like I'll I'll watch this, but yeah. And uh, and tonight I think should be much 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 better, and uh, and have some interesting line movement in that game. Uh, if you like Michigan, your opportunity to get the best of the number is long gone. And now it's just like, where where does this end with Michigan getting bet out to like five and a half in a bunch of places? And six seems like it's right around the corner. A lot of interest in Michigan today. Uh, so are you are you sad that it's over or like happy that we're on to this? Like, or, or I guess that's the same thing. Whatever. What are what kind of, where are you kind of at emotionally here with the regular like I'm I'm way like throw a party we're done that's where i am on this like after watching yesterday's games like a collection of some like the like fun but incredibly stupid football games and they're done and now the good games can happen and i'm yeah just six instead of 16 and all six are are much 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 more interesting uh from just like a a drama and big picture standpoint than uh than the ones that we had yesterday so i'm real i'm real happy that we're here and i'm i gotta be honest i'm like ecstatic that the regular season is over yeah, it's just like, you know, it's a grind in our in our personal lives, obviously. And it's yeah. not it's not a complaint. Football's it's absolutely the best. But now with like the regular season being being done, like Monday night football's got two more weeks basically, if you include tonight, because there is a football game on tonight. And then next week, it's like, okay, we get time freed up in our personal lives. And look like I love football. I watch literally every single game. No more Thursdays. It's, it's, yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be nice to have like a little extra time, like to do other stuff, watch other sports. So I love football just as much, if not more than anybody. Uh, I, I'm not upset that we have reached the end of the regular season and that we are on to the playoffs. Playoffs are absolutely awesome. Also, like I, I, 
so now that the regular season's officially done, all the like emails get sent out in all the various like fantasy leagues that I do, like the wrap up right. emails and like for the various commissioners, I feel like take this opportunity to do like, it's like open mic night. Like, let me try my hand at stand up comedy and write like this really funny email, sure. breaking everything down with all these zingers. gifts in there. Yeah. And uh, look, some of it's funny, some of it's not. But uh, what I'm what I'm getting at here is normally I will get these emails and in at least like one, maybe two, sometimes three, sometimes I have a really good year, you win a bunch of leagues. Uh, it will be, congratulations, Nick Costos, who has won the league. This is what Nick is due, like payment-wise. If you haven't sent your money in yet, please, please do that. Um, I won zero leagues this year. So basically, mm. instead of like instead of like getting sent money, I have been sending people money uh, for fantasy football this year. So I'm happy to like to close the door on the what was a miserable fantasy football season for yours truly. Made the playoffs in almost every league and didn't win one damn single solitary league. So yeah, I'm I'm ready. And fantasy football is one of my favorite things. I'm happy to be done. Let's get on to the playoffs, baby, and let's get on to the games that really matter. And I feel like we'll have some betting opportunities coming up in the games this weekend, Ken, and I'm really, really excited for it. I can't wait for the games. Yeah, it's funny because, like, fantasy is the thing that you're the most interested in, and and it's done, but you're also kind of like, like, hey, you know, it was just, it was really fun. Also, like, I need a break, and I'm happy that it's over. Uh, it's it's actually nice. It's nice to open up domestic sports books, and the NFL awards just aren't there anymore. They're just gone. <laughs> and they're just gone. And whatever's going to happen... It's just out of my hands. I got this, the, all the money has been arranged in a certain way. And now you just pull the lever on the slot machine and take your chances. And we'll see if it comes up uh, sevens or, or something else. I guess, uh, hopefully not the slot machine analogy for some of these markets. Like I, we think we know what's going to happen in some of these, but uh, NFL award ballots for people who don't know are due on Wednesday. So in the next couple of days, uh, the 50 voters for all the NFL awards will be filling them out. A lot of them will start to create content, give interviews, depending on if they work in the media or whatever about what they did and uh, how much damage they did. You, a few of them have started like hinting because I, I, don't, I don't know if the if the AP like discourages, hey, before you vote, like to blast what you're going to do before you do it. But there's a, it's all very understated right now. But you can kind of read between the lines. You read some of the stuff that's out there from the people who do vote about what they're thinking about. And it, it kind of just confirms like how zany this last couple of weeks was and, and how many twists and turns there were. Uh, and I think the perfect example of that for, and we can bring in stuff that happened yesterday and stuff that happened the day before. Uh, I think TJ Watts going to win defensive player of the year. And, uh, and I don't, I didn't know that. I still don't know it to be true, but I view it as very likely reading some stuff today and knowing now that the Steelers made the playoffs, which was like one of the things that happened yesterday as a result of Jacksonville losing. That's one of the big results is the Steelers made it, but it's just so funny. Like, well, what, what won it for TJ Watt? Well, the Jaguars losing, that's what won it for. Oh, it wasn't like his body of work over the course of the season. No, if they won, Miles Garrett probably would have won. What? <laughs> like, what are, what are you and, talking about? And, ma and so maybe I, Stefanski yeah. too. Think about how high leverage sure. that Jaguars-Titans game was for coach of the year too. Feels sure. like that's done now that the Texans won the AFC South. Also going to be funny feels... when the Browns stuff the Texans in yeah. a locker on Saturday. And anyway, and here's coach of the year, D'Amico Ryans over Kevin Stefanski. Right. I uh, Yeah, I think where I'm at, like just really, really quick is I think, uh, I think Ryans and Hamlin – in those two markets, we talked the most about those two recently. I think Ryan's and Hamlin are the most likely to win in their market, uh, but I don't think it's 
done. Like, I don't think it's a hundred percent and there's no chance of something else. I think they're just the most likely people to win. And we have to see kind of how this stuff comes in. Like as we get further from the pop from Saturday night, like how much still ends up a couple people that I did not think were going to be Stefanski and who don't vote, but who have big voices came in on Stefanski today. And I was like, well, that's interesting. One of them had Ryan's third, like a, like Barnwell from ESPN was like, yeah, Stefanski, McVeigh, Ryan's. And I was My like, king. Uh, ev- everyone Barnwell. read this, please. Everyone read this. Yeah. And uh, the, the crew from NBC, like all, like everybody who writes for them all did their like round table of who they think should win. All of them didn't pick Hamlin, which was like kind of funny again, not people who vote, but you just, you start to see all this stuff come out and you go, look, I don't think, I think it's, I think it's Hamlin and Ryan's more often than it's anything else. But I also have to keep in mind that like, we don't know that that's true. I think we know it's Stroud. And I think I, and I, I think we know, I think we know it's Stroud. I think we know it's Lamar. And I think we can be really confident, but not positive. It's Christian McCaffrey. And then kind of like everything after that, it's, it's like the games are all done. And it's still just like, who do you think is going to win defensive player of the year? I have not one clue first with any certainty, but I kind of think Watt's going to win. I don't know who's going to win defensive rookie of the year, but boy, it feels like it's not Jalen Carter anymore. When you read everything that's out there third, everywhere that ever did anything today. Third. The Peter King did a, a part in his column called Who is Kobe Turner with like a giant expository essay on him. It's like, oh, well, this is what it's going to be. <laughs> okay. So it's like, all right, I, I think, you know, I don't know if we know who wins between Anderson and Turner, but it feels like not Carter right now. And uh, and we'll see what happens. And then coach and come back like still some ambiguity. So I think we're going to get, I mean, I don't think we're going to know in the next few days. I think we're going to get to a month from now and there's going to be some doubt about how this is going to play out in a lot of these markets. It's going to be kind of a wild viewing experience when we get to NFL honors a couple of days before the Super Bowl. Were you uh were you awake? I'm guessing yes because the football game ended what like 11:30 last night or something. I stayed up really late were... the last two nights and I actually feel pretty good, but I stayed up late the last two nights. Yeah. So you were awake when you got the uh the notification uh yeah. <laughs> at 12:00 I was watching Lakers Clippers. Lakers Clippers, which was a a very stupid basketball game. The Lakers are terrible, by the way. That Darvin Ham can be happy they won. They're awful. They should have lost by fifty. Kawhi Leonard played the the, worst uh, basketball game I've seen anybody play. The is is he is he going to play tonight? He shouldn't. He was. He's the reason they lost yesterday. I got to tell you, terrible. They should never have won that game. I got to tell you, man. Kawhi doesn't play tonight. Can we get can we get some Norman Powell? Points, props, they, they should have run the offense please. through him in the fourth quarter. He was the only guy who could make a shot yesterday. A team, when that That's, team's off and it's Kawhi, they are miserable. They, they can't which win. just sucks because like they're they can't so win. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good news I want Kawhi like to play tonight. I want Kawhi to play tonight. This gets bet out a lot. Sun's money line. I think he's off and he's miserable and something's going on. Like I, the whole game yesterday made no sense to me. One of the worst games so, I've ever seen him play. We we both got betting angles here. You want Kawhi to play, so you can bet the to play, so you can bet the Suns. I want him not to play, so I can bet Norman Powell. So both got right. some angles coming up in the Clippers game. On the other side, we'll talk about the Sunday that was Week 18 in the National Football League and some of what we've seen on Black Monday, including the dismissal of Arthur Smith. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. You know, there's a lot of factors that, that cause you to not be successful. And <laughs> as we watch this touchdown. Oh, man. 
Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Andrew Catalan, Tiki Barber, Matt Ryan with the call yesterday on CBS just filled my heart with as as much glee as like anything that's happened. I got married last year. I, I we I, we found out that that my wife is pregnant. She's gonna give birth four months from today. By the way, is the due date May eighth. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things happening in my life recently. I don't think anything gave me more pleasure or has given me more pleasure recently than the end of the Saints-Falcons game and what happened afterwards with Arthur Smith being dismissed as head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. We're going to review Week 18 in the NFL. We'll spin it forward, obviously, towards Wild Card Weekend. We'll give you all our bets for tonight at the end of the show. And, of course, we'll have some great guests along the way. Um, I'll give you my thoughts on Arthur Smith in a second here, Ken. Because we've we've talked a lot about it this season. And to be fair... A lot of people, I think, felt the way that I did. Although I will say, I feel like I was one of the first to call this out, his insane behavior, and everyone kind of hopped on and everyone was kind of right to do so. But Ken, any any thoughts from uh, from that game with the Falcons and the Saints? Arthur Smith being uh, being fired at 12.01 a.m. Eastern time this morning, kicking off Black Monday with a bang. Yeah, I mean, not, not the way, uh, I bet the under in that game, that was fun, uh, dead in about one quarter and uh did you lay the saints because yeah, like i stole your handicap no. like i won on your handicap which was bet against no. desmond ritter if he's gonna play i was I, I didn't end up betting it um yeah i go back and forth on this stuff sometimes sometimes i'll bet the stuff uh that i think of early in the week and sometimes i'll talk myself out of it and uh and sometimes i'll talk myself into something entirely different but the uh obviously like totally unexpected end of game the touchdown everything that jake played coming out of break dennis allen and and Arthur Smith, like Arthur Smith having a, a shouting match with Dennis Allen. And then we can get into like, like actually what, why that, because you watch it and you go like, did like, is Dennis Allen run it? Like, what is good? Just what is going on? Like, I don't understand. And the, the telecast, like Catalan, Tiki, Barber and Ryan, like, I think it was Tiki is just like, I don't know why he's so mad. Like, and he literally, this exact quote is it's football. You can do whatever you want. That's like what Tiki Barber said. And I'm just like, well, that's off the mark too. Like none of this makes any sense. Like, is anybody, anybody have this right? And uh, and then you find out like J- Jameis Winston like had this mutiny with the team to score this touchdown for Jamal Williams and whatever. Um, you know, I mean, I don't have like a super strong reaction to Arthur Smith getting fired. All the tweets came out today with like, here's who they use their draft capital on. Finished with basically, I think puts the exact same record every single year, something like that. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense that that they would make a change. Uh, I in terms of just like optimism about Atlanta. Yeah. It's great that they made a change because they have a chance to not be awful anymore. Maybe they'll still be awful, but now they have a chance to not be awful. That's it. And, uh, and we'll see what they do at quarterback and we'll see what they do in free agency and in the draft. And you know, that's all stuff way down the road. Uh, yeah. Just like a, a bizarre final game and ended up, you know, to a certain extent, creating a, one of the job openings today. 
the uh, there will be a spin forward from a betting perspective thing here on New Orleans in a second, just like on what happened at the end of the game last night. And I tweeted this out yesterday. I was actually surprised. I think it was mostly Saints fans, which I guess makes sense because Saints fans want, like, they hate the Falcons. That's their biggest rival. Right. Want to stick it to the Atlanta Falcons. You can understand that from a fan perspective. But, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll shout out Shannon Sharp. I think he was, on, he was on ESPN earlier today, I'm pretty sure, right? And, and he said exactly what I'm thinking. And we can all kind of, like, laugh and think it's funny what Jameis Winston did. And I'm not trying to make it like they, like, broke any, like, laws or anything. Or, like, these were, like, war crimes that they committed. Or, like, did something, like, truly sinister, terrible, or evil. Like, that's not what it is. But, I mean, like, you, you, you can't be, like, insubordinate like that. Like, you can't do that and expect to, like, keep your job. So when Shannon Sharp says, and he's right, that the Saints should cut Jameis Winston today, they should absolutely cut Jameis Winston today. Like, whether you think, and and we're on record, Ken and I, right? And we're not the only ones that think this. Like, Dennis Allen's a bozo. Like, he's a yeah. really good Did you need any more player. evidence than what happened yesterday <laughs> yeah, right. that he's a bozo? How many coaches would a player go to and be like, let's do this, and the coach says no, and they turn around and be like, screw this guy, let's do it anyway? Right? How many coaches would they do that to? And then he gets up there and admits it. Like, I, I'm, I don't yeah. even want like, like, the criticism of how he handled it. Just like, you can think he's a bozo, and he probably is a bozo. Also, like, he's in charge. Like, you can't do that. And these are kind of like the honor. And I'm not trying to be like old guy yelling at Cloud here. Like, in all seriousness, I don't think Arthur Smith and anyone should have a problem if the Saints, like, line up in the I formation and run the football. So Atlanta at least knows that it's coming, right? Then you say, okay, like, and then Tiki's right. Like, it's professional right, football. Like, stop, like, stop right. him. Like, you stop him. The fact that they did it out of the victory formation, and, like, I think Jameis's thing was, well, like, if we're not in the victory formation, they call timeout and we don't get to do it. Like, okay, man. Like, this is how, like, like <laughs> things work. In the United States of America. Like, I hate to break it to everyone. Like, all these, like, entitled morons out there that think, like, you could just do whatever you want in life. Like, sorry, everybody. When your boss tells you to do something, unless it's, like, again, something like aiding and abetting, like, agents of evil, like, you do it. Like, that's how, that's, that's how this works. So, yeah, of course he's in the wrong. And Arthur Smith, I, I just like Arthur Smith more than anybody. Of course of course, Arthur Smith was right to be mad. I would have been furious if I were him. Oh, and I think yeah. Dennis Allen was right to Absolutely. throw them under the bus. I can't, yeah. He was right to do that. Can't, can't wait for next Saints season with this as the background. Well, just like, well, like unbelievable. And that's the betting application of this. I'll give my thoughts on Arthur Smith in a second. But, like, we need to collectively, Ken, as a, as a people— as betters, as humans, we got to make sure that we got to make sure that this guy's the head coach of the New Orleans Saints for life. Like yeah. we can never leave. He can never ever leave. The number uh, will be less because next year it won't it won't be nine and a half again. It'll be like eight and a half. It'll be eight and a half or nine. It won't be that low, but it won't be nine and a half. There's no way they're going to put a nine and a half again. There's no but way. Like, There's and, no and way to the, stay in the division. And like, Carolina mm. can't be worse. Atlanta's definitely right. going to get it because they're going to have a better quarterback. Yeah. It's impossible for the quarterback to be worse and a better head right. coach. And, like, the reports came out, and I thought this was interesting, Ken, that, uh, like, the Falcons are kind of readying themselves um, in case the Patriots divorce with Bill Belichick and right. Belichick hits the market. Like, Atlanta's going to throw a bag at Bill Belichick to make. And, and well, if it's so Belichick— Dallas, apparently, too. Right. <laughs> This is really poor Mike McCarthy. Three straight 12 win seasons. <laughs> Bet, better make the Super Bowl, Mike, or your, your ass right. is in the jackpot, buddy, like, and you're out of you'd, town. You'd think the answer, you'd think the answer was like, 
oh man, like what a run we're on right now, getting ready for the Super Bowl run, hopefully get ready to go to the Super Bowl, go to an NFC Championship game, maybe beat San Francisco, be like, actually, uh, one false step and you're out, my friend. <laughs> so have fun with that. Just, okay, like, all right, this is now the specter that looms over this team. That's fun going into a game where they're a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, yeah, I just, so I just, I think they're going to set it like, I say they, like it's that's what matters. Uh, I think the market for their win total next year will be like around 500. Like, like the they finish 500 stuff is actually or like, under, right? Uh, yeah, like the opener maybe will be nine or whatever. I don't know. They'll be to be to be about 500 because the division won't be that good again. And it'll be, you know, it won't be worse, but it'll be about the same. And, and we saw what happened this year. Eight and a half, nine. Here we go again. If it's car and it's going to be right. Yeah. It's gonna be called. And this again. is th this is this coming to an end too. Like this is this is about to be the last year of that pairing. You can just you can see this coming a mile away. The arc is going down, and I don't mean like even the ship. Although I guess it's both. So the arc and the arc, they're both going down. And it just, you know, I, I brought up in the in the chat. I was just or at a in the commercial break. I just go look like first coach fired market next year. Like, do the Saints strike you as an organization that would fire Dennis Allen midseason because they're going to want to, with how it's probably going to play out. It's just, this, this doesn't get better. There's no improvement. There's no growth. Like Derek Carr's at the end of his career. Dennis Allen is in the middle or end of his career in coaching period. Head coaching in the NFL could be different. Like there's no step forward off this. And I don't mean, I don't mean the game yesterday. Who cares about the Jameis thing? Just this season. So like they'll be lined to be average. I will play them to be below average. I think we are very likely to be right when we do that. I, I, I agree completely. And just on Arthur Smith, and then we can spin it forward here. Like, I, I find myself sometimes, like, I, I I railed on this guy a lot this season. Then when the guy gets fired, I always have the moment where, like, I actually feel bad a little bit. Because, like, the guy's, it's public, like a public humiliation, like, failed in the biggest spot of his career. So, like, part of me, like, feels bad. I have to be honest. Part of me feels bad for Arthur Smith, the human being. And then I remember that he's a trust fund Nepo baby, whose dad literally is like the founder of FedEx. He's like, worth they're worth like billions of dollars. Like he doesn't need the money. Like he's good. Also got paid a ton of money. Just, you know, the refusal to use the players that they draft really high, his best players. Like there's a saying in professional football. It's all, it's not about um, X's and O's. It's about Jim's and Joe's. I mean, like you could have the greatest scheme of all time. If your players stink, like it's not going to matter. And Arthur Smith, was like, screw the Jims and Joes, I got the X's and O's. We don't need Bijan, we don't need Drake London, we don't need Kyle Pitts. You know why? Because I've got Tyler Algier, and I've got Kaderil Hodge, and I've got John O. Smith and Michael Pruitt. I don't need these guys that we drafted. That's how brilliant I am. And with NFL coaching or any walk of life, there is no more dangerous cocktail to be sipped than arrogance and ignorance mixed together. And that's what this dude was chugging for three years in Atlanta. Just the absolute worst. Who lectured all of us, all of like literally me, Ken, you, the person watching and listening, our show crew, you watch football, Arthur Smith thinks you're dumb. He told you that actually, wow, we think Desmond Ritter's bad. Well, that's the result of toxic groupthink. It can't be that we all have eyes and we watch football and we see that he's not very good. It's actually toxic groupthink. Until Arthur, Arthur Smith benched him. And then benched him for a second time. So which was it, Art? Which was it, Arthur Smith? So, like, goodbye. Good riddance. Go coach in the big sky. Is there a big sky in college football? The Colonial. Yeah, the MEAC. Yes. 
Yeah, the yeah. Patriot League. Like, go coach it. Like, I went to Fordham. Go coach at Lehigh or Lafayette and, like, screw their offense up. This, the fantasy football season this year is littered with dead carcasses as a result of this clown's mismanagement of his star players. See you never, buddy. Goodbye. Later, Arthur Smith. Uh, anyway. Nick and Ken here on You Better, You Bet. Uh, anything else stand out from uh, from Week 18 as we uh, spin it forward or talk about the, the bets that were? Yeah, I, I I don't think we need to spend that much more time on just like Week 18, such a bizarre week that all this stuff is such in isolation. Like there's nothing, not a lot that carries forward. I mean, yeah, did, did you have anything watching the Bills-Dolphins game last night that you thought was like particularly interesting? I mean, I obviously watched the game, uh, didn't have like a strong betting opinion on it. And I mean, you got the sense that Obviously, like the Bills significantly outplayed the Dolphins for basically the entire game, but had like a series of screw ups in the first half, which were almost unprecedented in terms of like turnover, turnover, stopped at the one yard line in the first half, all of it and going in to score touchdowns kind of ended up obscuring the final score, maybe the difference between the teams. But, you know, was sort of struck last night by just really what the difference between I think those two teams is right now as, as both go into the playoffs like kind of with the outsiders thinking that they both have a chance to win the Super Bowl. They both have a chance to go on a deep run. Uh, my, and like we'll, this will get woven into our discussions of the games on, on wildcard weekend. Obviously I come out of the game almost thinking that both of these teams are kind of like DOA. And that doesn't They're mean flawed, that I think both at least. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not in like, I think the bills are going to beat the Steelers. Like the Dolphins seem like they're up against it in a big way. We'll talk about the game coming up against on sure. in Kansas city on Saturday night. Just that like, I think, and I, I actually had this like inner monologue last night and again this morning, because I think like old Nick, and, and I'm not even saying that like one way is right, and we'll, we'll see what plays out on the field, that old me would kind of think, well, Buffalo's ceiling is to be the best team, at least in the AFC. Maybe not better than San Francisco if the Niners play at their best. So I'd be thinking like, man, just get me to Buffalo at Baltimore, and, like, I can't wait to bet the Bills in that game. Because, like, I, I kind of want to see Buffalo win. Like, there's a downtrodden franchise. I'd like to see it happen. And, uh, and obviously, like, I've already bet Buffalo to, like, to make the Super Bowl. But then, like, I watched the game last night. And I, I can't shake it, Ken, that this is just kind of, like, what they do. And the idea yeah. that they're just, like, not going to do that when it's what they do all the time. Like, they're, they're going to turn the ball over in excruciating fashion. Like, they're going to do stupid stuff during games, and you can survive that, I think, when you're playing a Dolphins team with all the injuries, and a Dolphins team that is like, get gets slammed whenever they step up in class. Can you do that on the road in Baltimore? Can you even do it if you host Kansas City? And like, I want, I want to see Buffalo get it done. I guess that's kind of like that was my impression leaving the game last night. So it does not mean I think Pittsburgh's going to beat them. I think Buffalo will win. Just that... I, I don't know if Buffalo's going to get across the finish line for us, Ken, and get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's, and, you know, we'll, we can do a little bit of this in the next segment also. Just like, all right, week 18's done. Kind of like the futures market opens for the Super Bowl. Now that we know the participants, we know the bracket. It's like a closed system. We know all the possible permutations. There's nothing extra to be determined. You see the futures market. You see Super Bowl MVP. You see the conferences. Like, what do you, like, what do you think? I asked Whale last week. Do you think there are any teams that can upend a potential Ravens Niners Super Bowl? Or is that where we're headed? He was very confident that there's a lot of teams out there that can get in the tournament and do some damage. Like I did a ton of work this morning. I did a ton of work last night. I just don't see him. I don't see those teams. Uh, Buffalo puncher's chance. 
Dallas, tiny puncher's chance. That's it. That's all there is for me. Like Mahomes, tiny puncher's chance. But like, that's it. Like, I, I think that's where we're headed right now. I, th I think I agree. Coming up next, a little bit more from week 18. We'll start spinning it forward to wildcard weekend. Fourth and two. Lawrence to the air. Incomplete over the head of Ingram. Tennessee will take over in Jacksonville. Cannot stop the clock. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Kevin Harlan with the call yesterday as the Jacksonville Jaguars complete their late season swoon. I always love that, the late the swoon. Collapse is probably a better word, but swoon is more fun to say. Their late season swoon from 8-3 and three to 9-8. and eight from looking very likely to win the AFC South after they won that game on the road in Houston against the Texans to missing the playoffs entirely. And uh, we'll see about the future, Ken, of Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. It feels like he's going to end up leaving Tennessee to coach elsewhere next season. We would think that he'd be a head coach next year somewhere in the NFL. And we said this yesterday on the show, you know, over the course of a video game, like you fight Woodman, Bubble Man, Quick Man... Flashman, but eventually Airman. Eventually, you got to take down Dr. Wiley. Mike Vrabel, the Dr. Wiley of NFL head coaches as an underdog, the final boss, getting it done for us yesterday for the Tennessee Titans, knocking the Jacksonville Jaguars out of the playoffs, setting up the matchup on Wild Card Weekend of not the Browns at the Jacksonville Jaguars, but the Cleveland Browns visiting the Houston Texans. And I only wish that voting for NFL awards would take place at, at the conclusion of this game. Because I right. think that maybe our guy Kevin, maybe our guy Kevin Stefanski would, would, would almost certainly win the award um, if that were the case. Great guests coming up on the show next hour. We look forward to that. We will bring you any news as we get it throughout the show. Does not look like anything is imminent with Patriots uh, head coach Bill Belichick. You have the feeling that might linger a while before a decision is made one way or another with Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and the New England Patriots. But we get any more news on Black Monday, we will bring it to you here and discuss the uh, any any betting implications of that news. But for now... Let's talk about Wild Card Weekend. Pen, pencil, blood or blank, Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll start with the Browns and the Texans. Jake, take it away. When an entire slate of games awaits, there's only one thing to do. Get out your pens. Get out your pencils. Get out your blood? Does this really say blood? And get out your blank. No, seriously, blank is an option. And it's not a bleeped out curse word. And so is blood, apparently. Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. Trying to think, like, would it have been, like, a better, like, reference? Because we're kind of hashtag old now. If I'd been, like, you fight Vulcan Raven and Psycho Mantis and Sniper Wolf. Oh. But eventually, you got to take down Liquid Snake and yeah. Metal Gear. Metal Gear Rex wasn't in the first game. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, first game on Wild Card Weekend, Ken. The Cleveland Browns. Joe Flacco. Kevin Stefanski. By the way, uh, playoffs start 16 for Joe Flacco. Super Bowl 47 MVP Joe Flacco. As the Cleveland Browns, who sat a lot of their players yesterday in a loss on the road at Cincinnati to Jake Browning and the Bengals, visit C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, Will Anderson, and the AFC South champion Houston Texans. And given that it is C.J. Stroud's rookie year, obviously this is his first playoff start. Uh, the Browns right now, Ken, at BetMGM, in between... 
a two and a half and a three point road favorite. Total bet up from like 43, 43 and a half, now sitting at 44. So um, shout out to us, because I think we kind of like nailed what the betting market of this game would be. Any of Cleveland's games on wildcard weekend at the AFC South Champion, not terribly difficult to figure out, but that's where we're at right now. Ken, hit us with your initial thoughts. Um, anything you've got? Any bets that you might have placed already? Browns at the Texans to kick things off. And just what was the biggest lock? The lock of the millennium was this game, yeah. 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. The, uh, it's, yeah, it used to be the like the AFC South Memorial playoff game. Uh, even before Super Wildcard Weekend, you just, it was always going to be Houston or Tennessee or Jacksonville hosting this for, you know, uh, Indianapolis, I think maybe even hosted one also. Uh, they definitely did. And I think they hosted the Andrew Luck crazy play uh comeback game that was saturday of wildcard weekend actually too uh anyway the uh, just that one, was one the, thing about the, that was the yeah 100 percent. that was against the chiefs that was the alex smith yeah. andy reach yep 100%. i was uh i was sitting in uh lagasse stadium which i don't think exists anymore it was the sports book slash restaurant in the bottom of the palazzo in vegas and was sitting with two friends of mine and we were watching that game in there they have a stadium seating setup that was that eh, was like kind of fun and food yeah Bam. for for emerald emerald yeah emerald didn't we didn't, we didn't put any any uh, pinches of salt. We didn't put the right spice on it. We were uh, we were firing those off. Anyway, so we're watching the game, and like didn't this was I think the anniversary of this game was like a couple of years ago. It was like 10, 10 years ago, eleven years ago, something like that. It was a long time ago, and you know didn't have a lot of money back then. Wasn't making a lot of money yet. Working at uh, working at ESPN, and I remember but like whatever I had in my pockets. I think uh, the Chiefs were up three whatever it was three touchdowns four touchdowns whatever it was right before the Colts comeback started the Colts score the first touchdown and I like turn to my friend and I just go he had a tablet to bet live which was like a big deal back then you'd like couldn't bet live on a lot of stuff and I literally just go like I have like 93 dollars in my pocket like can you put this on the Colts to come back and win this game here's 8150 can I just I need I need to get this down right now they're going to come back to win the game and he's like no he's like I want to bet like I don't want to I'm not like $81 like I want to bet my stuff I was like please like give me anything so I think he's like all right I'll put like I'll put like 20 bucks on the Colts again he thought I was nuts put like 20 bucks on the Colts to come back and win and it was like 17 to 1 or something like that obviously Andrew Luck has like the crazy leaping touchdown which Trevor Lawrence tried to do yesterday actually in that game didn't quite get it and uh and just yeah just I'll always remember that game for just like where I was and just like having a a sneaking feeling that something was going to happen but having no money, <laughs> like having an inability to profit off of this intuition, which obviously I have intuition sometimes and it's wrong. It's just always really funny where it's like, I like knew that they were going to do that. And then they did. And I, whatever, I made a couple hundred bucks off of it. <laughs> so anyway, that's my story. I, I, I'm trying to think about what I bet in that game. I don't even remember what I had in that game. I think I probably I don't even Chiefs. remember what the pregame number was. I think I remember um, what the night game was. You want to guess what the night game was? I think I remember. So what year is this? this is 2014. So this is after the 2013 season. Has to be. Yeah. I only went to this event. Like we only did this event like three years in a row, I think. Uh, where we went for what? Because it, it used to be wild card weekend, Saturday, Sunday, BCS championship game, Monday night. So we would go for like all three days. Uh, now, obviously, with the college football playoff and the extra week of the NFL, the schedule is different. But so we so it's it's one of like a very small window of of time. I think so. I, I might get the night game wrong, but I'm pretty sure I know what it was. Was it was it was it a Lions game? It was not. So they played the Saints. That was uh, that was after the JJ Watt one hand interception game against the Bengals. That guess, was the Saturday guess, uh, afternoon. Uh... Yeah. And that and that's the TJ Yates game that they that they won. Like TJ yeah. Yates started that game against yeah. one of so Andy Dalton's so, like seventeen wild card weekend losses. 
So Saints hosting Stafford, uh, I think it was Saints seven and a half and fifty six. I think was the market. I think that game was like Texans two and a half or something. It was something really small and like a low total. Uh, so that was those two. What uh, the game that I think the game that followed that comeback. I think, I think I have this right. Was uh, was Chip Kelly and the Eagles hosting the Saints? I think was that game, and it was uh, it was Eagles two and a half. Two and a half was the number they were hosting the game. The and Saints beat them. I bet a lot of money on the Eagles, and everybody around me bet the Saints. And it was one of the most miserable. Exp- After I won on this comeback, I was like, "Put it all on the Eagles." It's like feels great, and uh, and it was not great. It was terrible. It was like one of the worst bets I think I've ever made. Drew Brees, you know, like uh, ripped my heart out basically. So I think those were both the same. I, I I just looked it up and you're you're 100 right about that. And just like thinking yeah. back to like all oh, like oh it's it's usually for me it's usually like bets I lost on all these weekends. I bet on Chip Kelly um, and the Eagles in the playoffs. This is this is like this is just back when I because so I see people do this stuff now and I go like that was me. Like I used to do dumb stuff all the time. I still do dumb stuff. I just did different dumb stuff like 10 years ago. I'd just be like yeah, give me, give me Chip Kelly at home in the NFL playoffs against Drew Brees. <laughs> And Sean Payton, like I mean, just like what? 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 I mean, <laughs> what? I, 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 and, I, and I've I learned bet, or not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I bet the Saints for a lot at the time for me in the NFC Championship game against Chicago. I feel like that was in retrospect was pretty bad. And as a result, I only had like thirty bucks to put on the Colts after the game because I had no more money. Oh, yeah. And I bet Colts minus three and a half, and they won by four. And I'm like, this should have been like an epic celebration for me. Yeah. Instead, I was like should, bailing water out of the. Could have been a contender, right? That could have been. Could have been somebody. I'll give you. I'll give you first thought on this game if you want. Uh, this Brown Texans game. Do we have a couple minutes left in the segment? Look, I, you know, a lot of these markets, like we kind of talked about, what we think it would be. That's kind of what it's ended up being in a lot of the cases. So I, I don't think there's going to be anything in the six discussions that's surprising. It's just kind of like, all right, like I thought it would be this. This is kind of what it is. Do I just have like a subjective thought on like what I think is going to happen? Yeah, I think the Browns are probably a little more likely to win than this price. It's just my guess. Um, one note on this game, and it'll come up in some other games too. The first time NFL starter will get a lot of run this week because it always does. For people who don't know, quarterbacks who didn't start in the NFL have never started the game in the NFL playoffs and then do have an incredibly poor record. I have all the numbers for it, um, which we don't have to do in great detail right now, but just like that will get a lot of run and it'll get run in this game because Stroud's a rookie. The funny thing is like, it doesn't really like rookies haven't been that bad. The people who have been bad are like your first time starters that are like just starting out. <laughs> like it's like your spot start guys. There's a bunch of like, in, like Skylar Thompson started a game last year and actually almost won to be fair. Tyler Huntley started a game. Like we've had a lot of like first time kind of starters that weren't very good. So I don't, I don't really consider that in this game. Stroud's at home. Most of those first time starters were not at home in the game that they played. Stroud's unique, he's different, he's special. And so I don't think he functions the same way as like a lot of these first time starters. I I just think the Browns are more likely to win because all year, not all year, I take that back, all year their defense has been better. But especially in this last segment of time where Flacco's been the quarterback, I think they're just a little better than this number. Houston can't run the ball. Houston's got a ton of injuries. Like Cleveland's defense is by far the best unit in this game, not even close. Uh, It just seems like the Browns win a little bit more than the price. Might lay the two and a half. Wouldn't bet Houston, not the strongest opinion of the weekend. 
Eric Eager will join us next hour. Will Brinson will join us next hour as well. We'll start the hour giving you more betting takes on the Browns and the Texans, where I kind of have a thought on what I want to do if the spread is what it is right now on one side and the other. We'll talk about it to start next hour. But we want to tell our listeners and viewers right now, our show sponsor, BetMGM, giving you the chance to earn a bigger payout. Sign into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Receive a 50% profit boost token. That's pretty awesome for the national championship game tonight in college football. You choose your bet, apply the boost, and see your odds increase. So download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And in all seriousness, do it in the next, like, three hours, three and a half hours. So you can uh, use the, uh, the token tonight on Michigan and Washington in the national championship game. All right, coming up next hour on the show, great guest interviews with Eric Eager and Will Brinson. We'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium, and we'll continue giving you our thoughts on the Browns and the Texans Saturday at 4.30, and then we'll move to the Chiefs and the Dolphins Saturday night from Arrowhead. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.